going to be funny. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's Wednesday, and Wednesday means one thing, and that thing is this thing. Welcome to U.S. Comics Cast. Now, a podcast needs something. It needs a very important thing. Not just content, not just listeners, not just subject matter, which is a different word for content. It needs a host. And you're in luck. You got the best host, the King Ding-a-Ling host, the Bruce Lee of hosts, the one, the only, the CEO himself, the gent flying, Lady Huggin'. I'm not going to do the whole reclaim thing. His name's John Rivera. Oh, yeah, and I am joined this week, as every week, by the COO of U.S. Comics, dare I say the Igor to my Victor Frankenstein, <laughs> Charlie Rivera. What's up, sucker? Nothing much, man. Igor? You're going to hit me with Igor? Yeah, yeah. It's not It's not my fault that your uh, left eye took a, took a left turn at Albuquerque. And listen, I moved straight on to uh, Miami Beach. Listen here, Frankenstein, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm good, uh, man. A lot I got of people I... don't know, but uh, I was a whiffin' poof at college. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a real. That might be too deep of a cut for a comic book <laughs> podcast. There are like two people that are like, ah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, for they, those come, two that's people, what they come here for <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> that for you also was the highlight of the show so you can just go ahead and tune out right now yeah you Thanks. accidentally clicked this link that is an accident <laughs> uh the broadway world podcast is like two clicks over <laughs> uh, what's well, up brother nothing much man i got a nice pile of comics in my hand Nice. Uh, I of course have. Uh, uh, oh, actually, something kind of si- something kind of cool, something You're kind pregnant. of Ghostbuster related. I won a oh. major award from uh, really? from another podcast, a major wrestling figure podcast. They only talk about wrestling figures, but in this case, they did a contest for the brand new Ghostbuster WWE crossover figures, Walmart uh-huh. exclusive set of five, and I won. Look I just got in you. the mail. Yeah, I'm saying I'm gonna do a. Uh, I'll do a little video. That'll be up on uh, on at least some of the social media uh, coming coming is, soon. But I'm a, I'm a winner. Is there any is there any competition that feels better to win than one that is completely subject to chance? It's just a roll of the dice. You didn't really have to do anything particularly tough to earn it. Nope. You didn't have to put in too much effort. You're like, yeah, meh. I'll, I'll try that. Hey, I won. All right. I literally used the hashtag, and I kind of insulted the hosts. That nice. was the the one the one two punch of Charlie's day. Was I gave you guys a patch, and you probably threw it away. Give me some free stuff, and they did. I'll never win it. a contest like that because I continue to refer to it as pound sign. <laughs> They're like, no, dumb, dumb. We want somebody born this last hundred years. Thanks a lot. Also known as a century. Yeah, that word escaped me for a minute, but I got there. Shut up. You you type about it? You type out your tweets on like a typewriter. Just throw them in the air. I'll show you. Yeah, sure. Why not? There's some Anyways. there's some bird that's real pissed at what you had to say. Damn straight. Like those motherfuckers tweeting all day. Ting. 
<laughs> Anyways, so um, as our aforementioned new slash kind of idea we had for something else years ago, uh, format portends, um, we are going to flip-flop our order from last week. So whereas Charlie held the floor at first and then I wrapped it up, we're going to do the flip-flop and I'm going to launch us into a, a particular topic and then Charlie's going to ding, ding, ding-a-ling, uh, cut me off and then start talking about something different. For the second half, after intermission, uh, if you will, <laughs> something for the Broadway world people again. <laughs> uh, and they're back. Enjoy, uh, enjoy so- your $40 Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I wanted to launch into, and uh, I do kind of hope that I, one, maybe not this week, but one week I really am hoping that I steal your, it's, your first it's just topic of conversation. Just, I, I, I mean, my it's little happen. knee is shaking away. And I'm just thinking, like, don't do it. Don't take it. Like ginger, ginger ale in my brain. Is it going to take it? Yeah, anyway. I, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be safe for this week, at least. Uh, I'm just going to put the tip in. Um, so the thing that I want to talk about at first, it, it's been kind of a, a continuous topic of conversation for the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's kind of turned into meme fodder. So that's how you know shit has gotten very real very quickly because the second people are like, you know, while they're pooping, feverishly working on memes and filling in blanks <laughs> right and left, you really know you're onto something there. So I really do think I want to talk about the, uh, um, the, the, the return, so to speak, uh, to the fold of Spider-Man to Sony. Uh, Woo! But- Oh, I was now, getting scared. <laughs> I, that's what I figured. I was like, if this kid's butthole puckers up anymore, it's gonna go inside out, and there's gonna be some, there's gonna be some reverse sneezing in that office, and <laughs> there are gonna be some collectibles that are just lost, lost to humanity. But, I'll still try to um, sell them. <laughs> eBay don't don't can't smell nothing. Um, so the the thing I want to actually talk about with uh, with Spider Man reverting back to Sony um, is actually kind of in a different capacity. It's not going to be about the, you know, I can't believe it uh, aspect of it or how it's going to necessarily affect the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe moving forward because obviously it will uh, in much the same way that having so many characters in your toy chest, as we like to say, uh, at your disposal uh, how those characters have to be, uh, um, how, how they have to be kind of accounted for, for for anything else that you might uh, run into storytelling wise. Uh, that's why I think you're going to see a lot more things like Black Widow, which is coming up where they're just like, hey, you know what? Yeah, there's this whole kind of literally full universe of supers uh, running around doing their thing. But you know what? Eh, this is going to take place in 1990, whatever. Uh, so we don't have to worry about that. There's, I think you're going to see a lot more of that loophole jumping into and out of uh, by the by the Marvel uh, cinema cinema guys. But that all being said, I want to avoid all that shit that I just talked about for ten minutes. <laughs> um, and I want to talk about now that kind of you, you know what the this situation reminds me of, and uh, it, it may be because a lot of you know the personal relationships that I've kind of see. Uh, seen uh, ebb and flow uh, recently in both of our uh, both of our immediate circles. Um, it's like a relationship where the two parties have split up amicably, 
you know, there, there was nobody's, uh, you know, suits or dresses were being lit on fire on the lawn. Uh, nothing, nothing like that. There was, you know, there was no, uh, you know, cousins or uncles uh, being called in the middle of the night and being ratted on and anything along those lines. Uh, it was like an amicable, uh, amicable relationship where the two parties kind of just went a different direction. Um, but they stayed in contact. They still kind of like, you know, uh, they made references to each other and stuff. It was very, very politically uh, correct. And then, yeah, you know what? Maybe you're both at a party, uh, a friend in common, couple of drinks I had. You're both looking kind of, you know, slim and trim and dressed to death. And you're like, hey, you know what? And you forget kind of why the, why you guys separated in the first place. And uh, before you know it, uh, you wake up in the back of, uh, you know, Kia Sorento with half your clothes off. And uh, you're not wearing the right socks when you left your house that day. And oh shit, before you know it, you're back in that relationship. You felt like making love. <laughs> down, down, down. <laughs> That's exactly how I kind of see, uh, not literally because, you know, he's still a young guy. Uh, and, and Sony is an entire company. So that'd be a hell of a, uh, <laughs> hell of a, <laughs> hell of a bukkake. Um, but that's kind of how I see the Spider-Man Sony relationship. Now, granted, in that uh, in that uh, situation, um, the general consensus is that Sony was not treating Spider-Man right. Uh, Sony was not taking Spider-Man out on a Friday or Saturday night, spending that good money, uh, you know, on, on fancy restaurants or expensive anniversary gifts. Sony was kind of taking uh, Spider-Man for granted. Put this couple, hairspray couple in your hair. Ride a skateboard. <laughs> Be cooler. I told you I don't like that blouse. Um, you're going to yeah, wear so, navy so. blue, and you're going <laughs> to like it, you slut, you little no, tramp. You're, you're not going to order the shrimp because I'm allergic, you bitch. <laughs> um, and then I said to my wife, I'm like, hey, I really don't appreciate you talking to me that way. <laughs> and she just slapped me across the table. But... That'll be insane. And then she threw you down um, a well and you broke your neck. <laughs> something we were waiting right, five exactly. movies for and yeah. didn't give yeah, a yeah. shit like, when oh, it happened. Please don't rain. Please don't rain. I can't really slim that well. Um, so anyways, so so that old long diatribe being, being said, um, now Sony has got a second, some would say a third chance. It's a chance. fourth chance, uh, man. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, with the, the, the bell of the ball... Uh, the the webhead himself, Spider Man, is now back on the couch, and uh, you know the, the the here's now the first Friday night out uh, where where Sony can really show Spider Man how much he means to Sony. So so to me, I, I kind of want to look at it from a positive, uh, and 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 think about well well now that they're now that that fourth chance has rolled around. What can Sony do now with this new opportunity to kind of quote unquote do it do it better or do it do it right? You know what has either what have they fucked up in the past or I know this is a, a very foreign thought, but maybe what are some of the things that Marvel has not necessarily done at all or done not to uh, uh, not to um, you know not not necessarily well enough for real fans. Where now Sony has this this opportunity. What what exactly are they gonna do with this opportunity? So I'm sure immediately several uh, are coming to your mind. So so I'm <coughs> excuse me. I'm more than happy to kind of go back and forth yeah. with you. And, and I know 
uh, there are there are I'm sure several that that we have in common. Um, I, but yeah, right that, that all being said, yeah, yeah, no, I was gonna say I I just right off the bat, uh, I I really want to uh, I want to just tease it by saying, um, and, and it, you know we we've we've spoke about how we we really both enjoy the Marvel movies for what they are. Cer- certainly, we're not gonna stamp them with the perfect stamp or anything like that. But I personally think that Marvel really missed uh, a great opportunity for connectivity and for kind of closing um, closing certain loops um, within the storytelling process and, and doing it uh, without, uh, without screwing up uh, potential things in the future or, or undoing anything that's come already. But, you know, remind me, if I'm misremembering, Spider-Man... When he made his return, he's returning from space, is he not? Correct. Right. He he didn't like you know he wasn't on a, a field trip or anything like that when that snap happened. When he went to dust, he was he was literally on a foreign, uh, literally on as foreign soil as you can be up in space. Um, and remind me again where where Venom is from. Uh, Venom is from space. From fucking space. He is so from space. Here, so here, Marvel had this outstanding, uh, easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy opportunity to literally bring Venom back. And, um, you know, you, you could have worked it in a multitude of ways. And this is this is not my, my resume submission to, <laughs> to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I could probably save you guys a lot of effort and then do so without really teeing off too many people, uh, storytelling-wise. I mean, that was just a perfect opportunity to... Uh, really kind of connect uh, um, connect dots in that universe and an outside universe to boot but it didn't happen um, so so the, the first thing the very very first thing especially because when you now um, when, when you now have spider-man back home and you really want to tell some uh, you want to you want to prove the naysayers wrong for all those people who are literally pissed that Spider-Man is away from uh, Marvel, the way that you can kind of stymie them really quickly is by telling an amazing Spider-Man Venom story. I mean, that's the first thing that I want to see. Venom movie, I was not a fan of. Uh, I love Tom Hardy. I think he's outstanding. Uh, That whole cast was great. He can do no wrong. It just never lived up to its potential. Focus, focus on... I mean, honestly, uh, on the storyboard level... I, I was not uh, really a fan of what they of what they do. Uh, to me, it all begins and ends. You cannot have a Venom story without a giant white spider blaze across his chest. It it just point, looks just wrong. Big, yeah. It it looks it, incomplete. And you know what's funny too? They did everything in their power, seemingly, to not have him be kind of full screen. There there's you couldn't grab a poster off of a screenshot of that movie and be like, oh, that's Venom. No, it would have been just giant, you know, uh, Space uh, Mutant Black. Yeah, Space Mutant guy with giant teeth. Um but so 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 that again, that being said, that's the very first that's one and one A. The first thing that I want to really see Sony do is do that first interaction properly with little tiny little baby Spider-Man against a giant evil hulking uh, Venom. That for me, that's the number. I mean, one. What, I, what I, I, I just feel like, I feel like they've already. And again, we are we are going to keep it positive, but they've already kind of <laughs> undone it because Venom 
they were like, yep, anti-hero Tom Hardy. He's a good, while I'm positive Tom Hardy would have much rather have been a bastard. You're talking about a movie where mm. literally the symbiote is like, well, I'm kind of a loser for where I'm, stop it, movie. And and thus, I think with, with, with Sony getting the web slinger back, presumably it's still going to be Tom Hardy. Um, not not Tom Hardy. Imagine Tom Hardy is now <laughs> Spider Man. We're making big changes. Um, you know the same actor is allegedly going to portray it because his his kind of checks were were you know filled by Marvel but sent by Sony. I think what you do is if you want to go symbiote. You're talking about Holland? I am. I couldn't remember his name for the life okay. of me because they both have the first name Tom, and that's enough that's to confuse for. the Puerto Rican nightmare, <laughs> Charlie Rivera. Um, Bert? I, I almost would say that we know that this other Venom movie is going to happen. As much as I would love sure. to see eventually Maximum Carnage or or a big, I I just feel like it's too. Well, Carnage Carnage is going to be the villain for for the second Venom movie. We already know. That. Yeah, and it's probably going to they're somehow going to ruin it. Um, <laughs> I, I have so little faith. Uh, although I I I know that they can do good because I've seen them do good. They like yeah. Sony isn't this weird black you know vortex no. of of yeah. lacking cinema. Uh, what I Sony should be called pessimistic. Picture. Exactly. What I think they should do is they should do the thing that we haven't seen Spider-Man try in his last three outings, and that's be a Spider-Man movie about Spider-Man Spider-Manning. Now, with that being said, we might live in a post-apocalyptic world of that. It, the the genie may never go back in the bottle. People may never again be satiated in Marvel with single character driven uh, uh properties so this is huh. the 50 50 i'll meet you with the next spider-man sure. outing you have to explain what happened and i think we have a perfect segue and ironically it's the lowest grossing spider-man film ever but it's arguably one of the very best and that's you have to incorporate tom holland spider-man into the spider-verse logic where there's definitely a multiverse I don't care what Marvel says or that they kind of are doing sure. it. They're kind of not doing it. It was made up by no, this. It wasn't. No. According to the the last Sony Spider-Man film, there is a Spider-Verse. So right away, right, what right. I do is I pull Tom Holland in. Well, I sure, do yeah. a live action follow-up to Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that's bold. so. Tom Holland isn't the star; he's one of the stars. I go full tilt. I cast a dynamic, younger uh, uh, African American, ideally African American Latino actor. I know it's very specific, but there's a shit ton of them. Um, Is there like a specific guy that you have in mind? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but you get a dynamite. Like, Luis, I'm looking at you. No, you, you get a, a perfect kid cast for Miles. You get a, you, you, me personally, I try to get Emma Stone back as Gwen Stacy. Um, but I'm doing, she's, yeah. she's Spider-Gwen. Um, yeah. Don't you ugh me. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to get Ghost Rider to play Spider-Man Noir. And I'm going to play in that universe. So you're you're able to explain like he was plucked out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and now he's in this universe. And at the end of this first outing, I get him solo again in a world where it's fucking Spider-Man is Spider-Man. 
and we're not. Oh, maybe he ends up in the Tom, um, the 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 Venom, uh, universe, and it can be like, who the fuck is this guy? And then you can huh. tell your symbiote story. But I think we, I, you can't pretend that the last successful set of Spider-Man films didn't happen. So well, you have yeah, to find I mean, it out. He, here's here's the thing, and and you know it's interesting. Uh, I I hear what you're saying, and and it is it is certainly um, kind of ball tingling, um, <laughs> but there there's there's already been uh, kind of like a cross pollination, st- crossing the streams, giant Twinkie situation going on with um, uh, uh, the same actors portraying roles from a different iteration because didn't we just see J Jonah Jameson? From yeah, a, from we, a, we've a, a reality that is not connected to the one that we now are seeing him. So you know, even if even if we didn't have uh, you know all bubblehead, um, literally coming from another reality, and and this has been established, and um, you know, uh, Marvel Disney, um, they they're they're really running with it because they have literally the the what if series. Uh, going on their 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 Disney streaming service, so uh, these alternate realities, other worlds, blah blah blah, uh, multiverse. I mean, that's a very well established. And and you know what? You're right. Maybe maybe that is how they now uh, unplug him, so to speak, from the world of you know the the Avengers uh, world, so to speak, and plug him into an Avenger less world. Uh, I mean, I would argue that you can actually do the same thing um, by, by in essence, having him inherit New York. Because for the most part, the Avengers have now, the Avengers are not the Avengers that we know of or that we, that we spent the last decade getting to know. And, you know, they're, they're not in New York. Stark Tower is not, you know, not, not in the middle of New York now. So Spider-Man kind of gets, gets uh, New York back. Yeah, and, and so you and, can and do it story, I, I, story I think wise you, also. You, I mean, yes and no. I don't know how much of the Marvel stuff they'll get to play with at all. To be totally honest, but even if they could, I, I don't think any. Of even them. if they, even if they could address it like formally, I think the big misstep, and I don't want to get hate mail, but uh, do it. I don't do live your best life. <laughs> I'm already. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> to wheat scent. Um, <laughs> uh, I think a huge misstep was putting Spider-Man in these scenarios, and then just being like, "Yep, Spider-Man's globe trotting." I think I think mm. that is a complete misunderstanding of who Spider-Man is. I think something mm. Marvel has done, and I'm gonna use the word abysmal. Marvel. I'm sorry. I know mm. you've made all the money. But they have done an abysmal wow. job of separating anyone from anywhere. Thor's in San Francisco, Chicago, New York. Captain America, that, that freaking Quinjet travels the world in like eight seconds. It is, it is absurd <laughs> to have a roster as big as Marvel currently has at its disposal. And they're like, nope, everyone's an Avenger everyone's in this city at this time. You and I constantly complain about the notion of, well, how do you do an Iron Man movie in New York and not have anyone else show up? Uh, Easy. Don't be in New York. 
get out of New York. Yeah. There's no other cities. There's no other story to tell. To me, that's why they had to take Spider-Man and send him, you know, send him overseas because um, they kind of really needed to uh, remove him from the sphere of other uh, of other heroes. But I it mean, ruined the charm. It, it hurt with the TV shows. It hurt the we're charm to see like. Well, you know, I mean, but we think of Spider-Man. It's not even the Spider-Man as a New York guy. He's a Queens guy. But Correct. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I do feel that, um, you know, Spider-Man does have to uh, evolve. And a big part of that is, you know, and Sony can certainly do this, and they love to do it because they've done it several times down the row, is get him out of high school. You know, let's get him into college. He's a smart kid. Uh, you know, I think the, the high school shine has, has wore off, and... Um, you know, I'm pretty sure that the majority of his supporting cast is going to come right or uh, right along with him. But um, just kind of picking up the, uh, you know, picking up the ball and running, uh, running with it. Uh, I think part of that also has to do with um, uh, the evolution of the character. And it's something that you did see. It's one of the things that I really think that they did well in, um, in uh, Far From Home was the development of his spider sense i think that you must must continue that there are certain things that you're going to say all right you know fuck you marvel we're going to do things our way watch this look what i can do and that's fine that means that you you got the contract that's in your favor that's that's an option for you to certainly take advantage of um but you don't throw the baby away with the with the bathwater, so to speak right so they've they've established that now this has been something that's been a developing uh, aspect of Spider-Man has been the spider sense. And and it does go back to what I was talking about. You know, you can build up, you know, you can really um, make uh, make a specific note of how the spider sense is developing, how it makes him so much of a better Spider-Man. And also, it lets you get rid of the technology that you've now lumped, uh, lumped on a character that absolutely doesn't need it. Um, he's a genetic gift. He doesn't need to be a miniature Iron Man, and I think that's one of the things that are going to automatically happen now that Sony's got him back uh, under their control. But uh, I think part of that has to do with the prop. I mean, arguably, his most important uh, power, like the the. I mean, granted, he can lift the heavy weight and stick to walls and blah 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 blah. But the spider sense, I do not want to fight against a guy that has. Fucking spider sense that he's he's already moving before I'm even throwing a punch. I mean that makes him very 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 uh, yeah. uh, uh you know uh, um kind of a uh, uh, you know what's the word I'm looking for? It just makes him very formidable um as an opponent, and uh, I think that's part of the reason why you know like you were talking about. Okay, we'll make the movie about Spider-Man Spider-Maning. Then you know what though? Fucking th- to throw all of the villains, so to speak. Throw all your C and even B listers that you have. Kind of give them all cameos. Have Spider Man whoop an ass, and and you know what? Let the Spider Sense be a big uh, a big uh, reason for uh, yeah. that. But you know what? Spider Sense doesn't work on fucking Venom. So now it's you know it's like a Rocky movie. Rocky kicks ass, kicks ass, kicks ass until he doesn't. Uh, until B A Baracus himself shows up. And fucking hands, uh, hands uh, Spider-Man the whooping because you know what? Now he's reliant on Spider-Sense. He's gotten rid of all this technology. Oh shit, Spider-Sense doesn't work on Venom. 
and and you kind of already have a built-in story. Yeah, I, again, I'm just I'm afraid that there's a few things you said, and I'll make it super quick because we were running out of time in this first segment. But it's as simple as this: the minute that you said it's time to take Spider-Man out of high school. I haven't actually seen those stories yet. I've seen it given lip service. Uh, I've seen his there, I, I've no seen stories. his origin. High school Fool, kids I are call boring. that nonsense, Look, dude. That's because, nonsense. And no, I'm going to talk right you over you. It's, no, it's it Partially, that's a little bit accurate. What I mean is the notion of evil, bad venom, this grown adult ass kicker, it's heightened by Peter Parker being a kid. Those, those stories have weight you don't need to do 50 50 mm. booking especially if you're reintroducing it i love the idea of a montage no, of him taking down some of the greats i love that leading up simultaneously you're leading up to this venom problem come the midway point but i think it serves itself far better with with a, a spider-man who looks young and is at bare minimum youngish maybe i'll give you freshman in, in college but that's that's sure. the absolute oldest and it's only because again i don't need a lot of this story to involve the man Just under the mask i'll, I'll also Boston's say this Creek. if they give him one of those <laughs> blue masks those oh it's nanotech i'm gonna punch no, him in no, the face no, no. it's it's not Oof. that hard deadpool did it you want eyes to move just have them move we're watching superhero yeah, movies but- not hamlet Spider-Man's eyes uh, don't move. Like he, and even when they moved technologically in the Avengers uh, appearances, they had a reason for it. So I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, I'll give you that one." Spider-Man's eyes really don't. In move the comics, they, they move really all the damn time, man. No, only when they need the comedic anime. The I vote. Expressions. Give him his eyes. Leave the damn mask on when he's Spider-Man. I know who the actor is because I saw the poster. Listen to me, Sony, very clearly. I will scissor kick your mom. I'll do it. Wow. Each and every one of them. Why are you going to drag Sony's mom into it? Oh, I'm doing it. I'm made too with her <laughs> a fine ass. They better not make her old and That's gross. Harsh. Neither. That's another reason Ugh. I'm all for young Peter. Young Peter Spider- equals That's young Ame, and young Ame could get it. Sony's mother is 252 years old. How very dare you, yeah, sir. Yeah, the, the juice gets sweeter with age, baby. <laughs> yeah. And that is time. That is time. Very good stuff. I will uh, I will shut up about the Speederman, but you guys know the drill. Hit us up on social media, wherever you saw this. Uh, you can leave it in the comment section on iTunes or wherever mm-hmm. you find your lovely, lovely podcast action. Or find us on Facebook uh, at, re- uh, at US Comics HQ all over the internet. Tell us if you agree, disagree. Tell us what your prime vision is for this brand new age of Spider-Man. Hell, we didn't sure. even address it, but do you keep Tom Holland or do you make it very clear this is an all-new Spider-Man? We're going to jump on the other side of the aisle uh, for my topic today. I want to talk about DC's next potential heavyweight movie. The second trailer came out last week. I want to talk about Joaquin Phoenix and his October 4th release of Joker. That trailer. Uh, I'll be totally honest, man. Uh, I saw the first trailer and I was like, this is cool. I heard all the talk that it's it's really really getting away from its source material to kind of yeah, better that's the serve. First thing that people were saying. To to I you mean, know before it was even made, 
Tom, Tom uh, Todd Phillips was like, yeah, you know all that um actually all that convoluted background uh, information that you have, none of that shit happened. So just forget it. I I I I just got to be honest, man. I was not nervous, but I wasn't as excited as everyone else. This is also sacrilege. Feel free to at us. Um I don't think the Joker is that great. I don't ah. think that character is all that fucking interesting. All right, um, so let's go ahead and get a distinction from the us part of that sentence. This is the Charlie's opinions do not necessarily affect <laughs> those of John Rivera or I mean, uh, U.S. Comics, U.S. Comics. I, ironically, <laughs> ironically, I feel the same way about Spider-Man being a bit overrated. Uh, I double wow. that, double that for Joker. Charlie's um, <laughs> opinions may not reflect on this. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I think Joker at times has been an absolute brilliant character study. I think Heath Ledger's performance was spectacular. I think Mark Hamill understood uh, the character in the animated series and then the video games. That's the voice I hear. Um, but when I saw this newest trailer, man, I was hit with this wave of, of one of my favorite movies is Taxi Driver. Um, I think it's a brilliant, brilliant piece of cinema. And mm. this felt so much like it's DC's counterpart. Um, this is a, a clearly a study of madness. I couldn't help myself. Uh, they started having uh, screenings of it uh, immediately uh, around the time that that second trailer dropped. And by far and large... Um, people are absolutely loving it. There are some people mm. that don't give a crap. Um, uh, uh, David Elrich from IndieWire had probably the most scathing thing to say about it, uh, and it was it was a C plus. It's nothing less and nothing more than an agent of unbridled chaos. On the other side, from a, a ton of different websites, there really wasn't one that that hit it more on the head than. Um, David Sexton from London Evening Standard, his little kind of headline was nobody who sees this new film will ever need any other version. So this movie is by far and away, people are saying it's a 10 out of 10. It's, it's perfection personified. It is, it is everything that we've ever wanted. Yeah, but those are just, those are just reviews, though. You, you, obviously, you didn't see the no, movie. No, no, yeah. It, it only just, uh, they only just showed it uh, recently. Uh, I mean, days ago at the Venice, uh, you know, film festival. So you're 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 talking about your reaction was to the trailer. Well, no, you know, not these, not, these even, are, not even not even reviews. My reaction, though, those people reviewed the film. They all got to see right. advanced screenings. My reaction sure. is to the idea. And what I want to talk to you about today with my time is should this be DC's direction? Uh, and and it stems from a conversation we had privately, but I'll repeat it. Uh, you and I were talking about the trailer very, very kind of briefly. Holy shit, did you see this? Yep, totally. How great does that look? So great. Can't wait to see it. Um, and then you and I very, very briefly touched on the subject, and you said, hell, it beats them ruining stories I love. So sure. my my question to you, and I obviously have a very strong opinion, is if this movie is considered good or great anything but bad or mediocre anything above that line should this be what dc is looking for fully standalone films that do not feel obligated to keep everything in should they be looking at stories 
from a broad stroke sensibility, is this the better place to go? Is this an easier way to produce great movies? I know that's a lot. Feel free to take any part of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, it, it, it's it's a lot to unpack because I think part of what you're talking about is character study type movies, and and to me, and and and, and full disclosure, I'm only going by the trailer and what um, what uh, uh, what should I call it? Todd Phillips said um, his intended direction was. Whether he accomplished it or not remains to be seen. I think it comes out early October, um, so certainly I'm gonna see it. That that goes without that goes without saying. Um, but uh, but uh, I I hear, I hear what you're saying. Look, I, I think to a certain degree, all comic book movies that occur within a certain specific uh, universe of characters and places and cities and events, uh, they 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 have to allow for them because we'll look at look at nolan's batman movies and and we're you know our opinions about the nolan movies are a bit uh, divisive um because that those movies occurred uh similarly uh at least in the way this seems um because this story takes place in the early 80s uh, if i'm not mistaken um those movies took place in a universe where there are no other superheroes so Batman's development as a character, I you know if we can we can talk about the plot for Batman because uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies because we've obviously all seen them. We can talk about that you know for for multiple multiple episodes. But what I think that no one can deny is that there was a character development that occurred over those movies because it wasn't beholden to certain. You know, uh, you know, literally earth-ending events. You, you know, you 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 can't really delve too deeply into uh, someone's uh, psychosis or you know parent issues or or anger management problems when the literal earth is you know threatened to to blow up or there you know friggin' demons flying around under your nose. Um, and I think that's what movies like this really allow to do is when you take out certain elements which are really tremendous comic book elements when you eliminate some of that uh when you take away some of those panels what you're left with is just kind of character study and you know as an actor that's the type of stuff that really you know you really start licking your lips over and i think that's the reason why something somebody like joaquin phoenix really got involved and and put in the level of work that he did because they were told okay look this is just going to be about this joker character um, we're not beholden to anything else that happened in the past in the movies or certainly anything that's going on now. So there are no forced tie-ins. We can just make this two hours of goodness, whatever we're going to come up with. Um, where I think that becomes a real challenge for, you know, for somebody like D DC or any of these other uh, publishers. Obviously, we know the way that Disney Marvel is going to go with it. Um what it where where that really kind of gets uh dicey is let's say that Joker is a tremendous hit. Let's say it makes all of the money. It's it's already projected to make more money than Venom, for example. And Venom was considered very much a a, a successful movie, right? Um, box office wise, so much so that they announced Venom two. Um, while Venom one was, I mean, maybe opening weekend, maybe it was within its first week. Yeah. 
So so if you do that now with a movie like Joker, okay. So so and and Joaquin Phoenix is nominated. Um, he, he let's say he finally gets the golden trophy that he probably should have gotten for Gladiator or her or any of these other amazing performances. Now what? How the fuck do you make Joker two? When this was the you know when when you kind of these are the cards that now you're in essence you're stuck playing if it's five five card you know draw you can maybe push two in pu- push in four if you've got the ace but where do you go now well but you know, but it, it, but it see, almost that's... kind of becomes like a rocky yeah. uh to rocky two situation I, I guess except no one's holding a gun now mind you I, i'm i'm and gonna I'm not be saying romantic don't do it. i'm saying what would how do you do it well that's, i'm gonna I'm, I'm not saying that yes i'm just this, saying this this know. is what i would i would argue with that um and this this is this is how i feel because i do feel like there is a problem with halfway adapting something and there is something unfulfilling about fully adapting something. Uh, I feel like every Superman fan wants to see Red Sun come to life. But the problem is they're never going to do it. They're never going to do a 17-hour version of of Red Sun unless HBO... I mean, a trilogy, at uh, least. Unless HBO had the balls enough to do a series or, or, you know, or some extreme like that. So in a world where, let's say this Joker does make a ton of money, don't sure. feel and the need. Don't feel the need to pull a Dark Knight Rises, because again, Ugh. sacrilege. Here we come. The Nolan trilogy produced three amazing hours in three films. A third of the time I spent wow. watching those. Put the ladies bat- and gentlemen, you can address your emails directly to Charlie at. I don't give a fuck what you think. But but no. but here's the thing: the the to not not to deviate too much. But Batman Begins is a movie that the first half is great. The minute he comes Batman, I could care less. It's it's not good, but it produced. What do you mean? It produced one of the best sequels. <laughs> You're the worst. It produced one of the best sequels uh, ever, according to most, myself included. If you're talking about quality compared to the first one it blows batman begins out of the water dark knight rises falls off a cliff part of the reason i think rises fell off a cliff was because he was clearly pressured to and i clearly i'm being a judgmental jerk but that's kind of the gimmick (laughs) it seems to me like christopher nolan and his brother um were were forced to kick out another film and the trilogy why? Because we could be living in a world where the Nolan brothers woke up tomorrow and they said, we have the idea. It's 2020. We have the idea. And 2023, Dark Knight Rises could have probably been the film they wanted to make it. And, and what I mean by is this. And I know it's a long way to get there. But if they wanted a Joker 2, the guy who put together this, this movie, if it's good, because we don't know. Mm. You're telling me he's never going to have another idea? You and I fall in love with our ideas about characters we don't own. I have like three volumes of Daredevil follow-up story if you let me tell the 60-year-old Matt Murdock story. It's all fan things. It's, it's, it's fan fiction of the worst kind because I'm obsessed with it. And if someone ever handed sure. me that ball, I'm running with it forever. And if I hit a wall... I would be smart enough 
And I know most studios aren't smart or brave. That's right. More <laughs> shots fired, you pansies. <laughs> I think it's. I'm gonna have to start wearing a Kevlar because I hang out. I think if we had looming in the air for years, uh, they're gonna do a Joker two movie one day when they figure out what that story is. And I think if this film is this heralded picture, it can't just be good. Uh It has to be great for this conversation to work. But if it's great. People are satiated, and they talk about it, and they theorize it, and then one day you get to drop your Dark Knight movie. Look at what happened. See, Look at what happened I, with I Man of Steel. With, they with forced another Man of Steel movie, and it turned into Batman v Superman because no one that worked on Man of Steel wanted to make Man of Steel, and it suffered for yeah, it. Yeah, but see, see, but here's the thing, and and it actually does, uh, it it does tie in to a certain degree because. Man of Steel, they also took a great many liberties. Nowhere near as many liberties as as it would seem that Joker is taking with the source material. But Man of Steel definitely had uh, had more than a toe. I think it had its trots and its balls in the water of that particular uh, particular uh, body. Um, but but you know, don't forget. I mean, success. Uh, of any type, you know, that is ultimately what they're what they're going for. This isn't an art house flick where they're like uh, whether you liked it or not, I do not care, and they fucking flick their lit cigarette at you, and you know they put on a French accent. I'm not sure why because I'm pretty sure Todd Phillips is from Long Island. <laughs> um, but let me ask let me ask you this, and and I don't know if this will, uh, I don't know if this will feed into your opinion or make you think differently of it. Um, I know, speaking for myself, I thoroughly enjoyed The Hangover. Did you? The Hangover in its time, yeah. It was a, it was a very yeah, funny when it comedy. Came out, you were like, fine. Now, now the problem with The Hangover for me is, uh, The Hangover being the standalone, the original, uh, The Hangover has now been somewhat sullied because when The Hangover first came out, and I said, hey, Charlie, did you like The Hangover? You're like, ah, <laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious. And, and you would really have nothing bad to say about it. I wouldn't either. And I don't think most people of our ilk would have. Because A, we didn't see it coming. There was not a source material that we were all up in arms and protective over. And, um, and also, like you can't be disappointed in something if you have no level of expectation to begin with. And I think that also has to do somewhat with your... Um, excitement and acceptance level of Joker's because to a certain degree, like fuck Joker, right? Um, but but that all being said, now for for however good or like okay you thought the Hangover was, Hangover two and three stunk on ice. They were just not funny. They didn't work in anywhere near uh, the same capacity. It involved all the same people. It very much had the same format, and and that's. That's all written and directed by Todd Phillips. Now, I'm not saying that one particular group of movies is going to, you know, identify everything that you're going to do from this point on. I mean, Joker looks nothing, feels like nothing that Phillips has done in the past. And again, I'm just going off of the trailer and from what's been spoken about uh, by those that have seen it. Um, But like, you know, you look at his, you look at his resume I mean, nothing on it gives you that impression. Nothing on it 
um, is is Scorsese esque, you know, in in the way that yeah, Taxi Driver was fucking amazing, but then Scorsese went on to do other even debatably so more amazing shit. I is is that what's uh you know in the future for Todd Phillips? Maybe I don't know. Very, very well, maybe. Um, if I had to put my money on it at fifty years old, I would say maybe not. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put my my money on the table for that. Um, if it happens, I, I think it'll it'll probably fly in the face of uh, probability to a certain degree. So, um, I don't know. I I don't know that uh, companies like DC that have such a deep uh, have such a deep reservoir of characters. And frankly, of stories to tell, and and I, I think a big reason why the movie got pushed back from from our group is because the the source material is the people are so protective of the source material. It's almost as if you're watching, you know, if they wanted to make a movie like Three Hundred, but about the Revolutionary War, and they decided to just change a bunch of shit, like uh, the English landed out in California, be like. And then we were like, yo, but California wasn't even part of the country. They're like, nah, don't worry about it. It's more cinematic and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's the way that comic book aficionados look at, you know, this this source material. And you're like, no, no, that, that's not what happened. As if we're talking about historical events that actually did but happen. But I think I agree with everything you're saying. Everything you're saying is stuff you and I have talked about before. But I think this is a way to sidestep that. Because you hit the nail on the head. There's a wealth of characters. You're telling me that there aren't writers and directors that that don't have a dream. Look at what Patty Jenkins did. Look at what Wesley Snipes helped do with the original Blade. Look at when you give someone uh, the trust, when you buy into an idea, and a lot of times protect the budget a bit, um, and let them run... Big, big, big touchdowns can happen. Whereas what they're sure. doing, and again, the reason I'm spe uh, specifically talking about DC is DC has fumbled a bunch, and they scored a field goal with Aquaman. They 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 scored a, a, a at times a very sloppy, but a, a but a big touchdown with Wonder Woman. The thing they're trying to There's do nothing sloppy about Wonder Woman, sir. She is. Outstanding. Yeah, they cg you a mustache on her villain. All right, let's just... That's going to make me angry forever. Um, I guarantee you know, Patty Jenkins didn't say... my mustache been assumed to be CGI. <laughs> what is with DC and mustaches, by the way? They're always cg they those love? things on, off, <laughs> left, right pieces of garbage. I'm running out of time, so again, I'm going to put the... I'm going to pull out from my pants the big, long, ridiculous Joker <laughs> gun... Um, not the fucking, <laughs> oh, not the Latin dragon, the fucking, uh, <laughs> I'm going to hold it to your head and I'm going to say, you're, you're the DC executive. What happens next? Do we try for another joke? Do we find a creator who has an idea and is passionate about a character and wants to run with that ball and wants you to put him in coach? Or do you go through the same process of six writers, a, a three-person direction team, mm. what what is it? Or do you cut the middle and you give an amazing creator B-list characters like James Gunn and Suicide Squad and hope it's good? 
What do you do? You're the exec. You're the one that's going to buy the next ticket. Which of those films would you rather try? Interesting. I'm saying that there's no, there's no easy answer to, uh, to a question like that. I think, unfortunately, uh, money uh, really kind of dictates the direction that, uh, that a particular choice is going to go. The one, um, the one kind of point of contention that I would have with what you're saying is um, Joker's not a B-list character. Joker is Joker is No, Joker's A list. I was saying James Gunn got I mean, the Suicide Squad and they're B list. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Well, I you know what here's the thing. If you want to talk about B listers, the equivalency would be Suicide Squad. You mean Guardians? Um No, no, Suicide Squad. We, you know, when they came out with that movie, um, even though there was connectivity to the to the DC extended universe, um, they said um well, you know, here here are the parts that you get to kind of play with, so to speak, and um, you have you know, the the latitude, and uh, there very much it was a calculated risk, but that was not a Guardians of the Galaxy result. But they didn't that let that like director have control. Result. They they mm, neutered I mean, that director, know, John. That's history. That's well, well, cinema history. Uh, you know, uh, again, you know, I and I I hear what you're saying. But what happens is, I think, um, so if, if you say, hey, can I borrow the keys to the car? And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. And we're at, we happen to be out together, and I see you have a couple more drinks that maybe I think is, uh, is a, a good idea. And you know what? Right in the middle of your trip back, I take the keys back from you. That's not necessarily, uh, the, that wasn't necessarily the best, uh, the best decision on my part. But sometimes people are going to get protective of those things that are kind of theirs, that is... so to speak. And, and I, I agree with what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. And, and hopefully and seemingly that is absolutely not the case with what they've done now with Todd Phillips and the Joker. They, they said, look, we're going to let you do. Maybe they learned their lesson. You know, maybe Suicide Squad was, a, was as much of a warning as they really needed. And they were scared straight. And they said, look, if we trust you, we trust you implicitly. Do what you want to do. My, my, um, um, and it's going to sound funny to say out loud, but my fear is with the success. And it does seem like now this is going to be both a critical and financial success. Now, what are they going to do? Are they going to now say, okay, this is the direction that we're going to go in and fuck it if our movies aren't connected? We'll just, we'll just uh, operate on a movie by movie basis. Or are they going to say, thank you for that great success? Um, now we're going to fucking go back to, you know, a business as usual because uh, to, to a certain degree and, and nowhere near as much as Joker seems to be. But with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman, they said, go do your thing. You're a woman. She's a strong female character. Um, all the, the timing is right. Go do your thing. And Patty Jenkins went. She did her thing. She came out with um, debatably, uh, arguably, but my opinion is the best DC movie since the original Superman 100%. movie starring my man Chris Reeve. That, that is Brothers Rivera confirmed. All right. So so that being said, absolute success, critical success, critical success, financial success, all the goods. Everybody looks good. Everybody's happy. Okay, great. What did they do? They said, okay, here, thank you for making this amazing thing with our toys. Uh, bloink. 
Let me, I'll take that back. Let me throw her back in the toy box, shake it up. And now we're going to keep on doing the same bullshit that we've been doing all otherwise. And, uh, and to, to a certain degree, nowhere near as much as some other movies that we can mention, but won't get into because of time. Um, but to a certain degree, they, they took some of the shine off of what Patty Jenkins did with the first Wonder Woman movie because they took her creation, uh, really, of, of their uh, of their character and slopped her, you know, threw her in the slop and muddied her up. To and that's where, time! Now, Patty Jenkins... You, ah! gotta, you gotta stop loving Patty Jenkins. God knows I love I, her, too. Trying to uh, stop me. The, the <laughs> argument is still on the table. It's unfinished, but that's where you come in. All of our social media is US Comics HQ, our brand new website. Uh, it's it's kind of just a, in a holding position right now, but save that sucker to your desktop. Save it on your phone. Absolutely. And you can get to all the social media platforms from there. So it's a, it's a good uh, a habit to get into. Go directly to uh, www us comics hq for all the goodies and i'm telling you the store is going live we're we're adding stuff to the uh digital uh to the digital warehouse so to speak uh you know as this podcast is recording so go to the site you will not be sorry yeah it's it's just it's gonna be our landing page for for all that's a popping uh my brother is the CEO of U.S. Comics, and it's going to be here mm-hmm. sooner than you're ready for, uh, but hopefully you're starting to want to join the conversation. I am the COO, which means, frankly, I'm not entirely sure all the time. I mainly wanted that <laughs> title because that's what uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley is in the WWE. Uh, so you can come to me and yell at me cool. and just tell me stuff's my job. Like, it's your job to pick me up from the airport and just maybe, <laughs> like, maybe right. wait. Maybe I'll show up. I don't shit. know. Okay. I'll have I'll have some <laughs> swag. We got some brand new merch coming out. We got brand new teasers. Uh, this and every week, you always get a little bit uh, a, a taste of what's to come. But for my big, incredibly old brother, who in just a few Damn. days is gonna get even older because he's that's gross like that. Uh, and that's time <laughs> uh, for my brother who's going to be a, a, a birthday boy soon again I'm Charlie this is US Comics Cast rate, comment, subscribe, do all the fun stuff and we will see you next Wednesday Wherever there's a hang-up, you'll find a Spider-Man.